You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Put your hands upon your heart right now. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would speak to our hearts, you would speak to us, Lord, and you would change it for your glory. In Jesus' name. Everybody say it. I like to cover the per- first part. It says, having a strong faith. A strong faith simply means that you remember when you were first born again. Amen. Who remember that born again experience day or, or, or that born again experience night? Raise that hand. Remember that? How God came in and changed your life? I believe then that you have faith. God dropped faith into you. To believe in Jesus, and I really believe that your life was never the same after that day. Amen? Having a strong faith, you would, you would be a new person in Christ. You become a new creature, and all things are passed away, and new things become new because of the faith that is generated inside of you. And that faith is in Jesus Christ. Amen? A strong faith allows you to be a new person in him. The new person in me, it, it goes back in June 21st, 1971. Up to this day, I have never been the same. And my faith has grown from glory to glory, amen. And let the strong faith grow in me every day. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And then not of yourself. It is the gift of God. Not by your own doing, church. Through faith, you believe in God. You believe in Jesus. Not of works, verse 9 would say, lest anyone should boast. It was all Jesus Christ that did the work in you. Amen. You repented of your sins. You came to a place that God, I need you. He dropped in peace into you. He dropped in joy into you. And I believe that every single one of us that have done that with a repentant heart, your life was never the same. Amen. Also, having a strong faith is that it's important to know what you believe and why you believe. What you believe and why you believe. If I would come up to you today, if your faith is strong, and then, I, and then I would pop you the question, I would say, Esther, do you know what you believe and why you believe? If you don't know the answer, I believe that your faith is weak. Amen. What do I mean? Because having a strong faith, you would know what you believe and why you believe, and you have an answer to every man. Amen. Because I really believe today, God, the people out there is looking for answers and is looking for a strong faith people that is able to communicate your faith effectively. Amen. A strong faith would do that in Jesus' name. Be strong in the Lord, the word of God said. What you believe and why you believe. How do we get faith? Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Say with me. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. 
Now, how many of you were able to pick up your Bible this week and read something this week from your Bible? I mean, from the, this week from your Bible. Lift up your hands. You were able to read something, able to pick it up and read. When you begin to take hold of the Word of God, begin to meditate on the Word, begin to study the Word of God, you will build up your faith in Jesus' name. Amen. For me, you ask my wife. In order to build up my faith, I would try to memorize a scripture at least once a week. But, but before we go to bed, I thank God for the listeners' audio Bible. I would just, through my iPhone, I would just plug it in and I would listen to the word. So I would go to bed with the word of God planted inside of me. All right? I may sleep after one minute, but after, you know, after, after one hour that the word is still going on. But I believe that the word of God is going through me, through me, through me. Amen. Why? Because I want strong faith to be generated inside of me. We need strong faith today to be men and women of God. Amen. We need strong faith so that nothing should topple you to swerve to the right or swerve to the left. Nothing should move you when you have strong faith in the Lord. One more time. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. I want you to turn to 1 Thessalonians 5.23. It says here that now the God of peace of himself, he would sanctify you completely. Everybody say completely. And make your whole spirit, spirit, soul, and body to be preserved blameless at the coming of the Lord. A strong faith would do that, church. They would sanctify you completely that your spirit and your soul and your body be reserved blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Strong faith would do that, church, especially at this hour. In verse 24, it says that he who calls you is faithful, who will also do it if you allow him to do it in and through your life. Amen. He needs to do it if you allow him to. Verse 25, that's why the Apostle Paul says in that particular, he said, brethren, pray for us. That's why every day I would come here at the church and I would pray for you. I would pray, Lord, the families of the Aloha Church, God. Give them strong faith, God. Give them the boldness, God. Give them the tenacity, oh God. Give them the authority to be men and women of God, men and women of faith. Because I believe there's only that we survive in the end times by having a strong faith in the Lord. Amen. Church, the day that we're living in, we need to dig into the word of God more than ever before. Pick up the Bible. Every, every day and read. We have a new Bible reading card for the month of September and October. Do pick it up at the back table, okay? But listen to this. Having a strong faith, it will cause us to minister to a family and families. A family, able to do it effectively. I believe that everything begins with a family and everything begins at home. Woo, I like this. Say with me, everything begins at home. Say with me, my family will be strong at home. In my family, in my generation that's above me, that's my dad. 
My mom was healed of tuberculosis. She, she almost died. It was then she dedicated the four children to the Lord. And then in the early years, four, five, six years old, we were going to Kapa's Assembly of God. Okay? Mom and dad would lead the way. They would be in church. But somehow they got involved, you know, the, the mindset of a Filipino, began to make money and get involved in real estate and so on. And the next thing you know, mom and dad don't come to church anymore. Next thing you know, my sister Norman, myself, and the four children, we don't go to church anymore. They would come to a place in Kilia, oh, oh, my little house lost. They would pip the horn and say, Come to church. I said, no, we're not coming to church. We're not going to church. Because I really believe that if mom and dad stood strong during that time, after God healed her from her sickness, I, I really believe that our family would serve the Lord even more. But we didn't. There were nine years of my life I've turned, away, turned my back away from God. Really did. And I'm working in the bar. And I'm working in the liquor store. Do you know what the name of the liquor store that I used to work in there in Hanford, California? It was named Aloha Liquors. Amen. Yes. Good evening, Aloha Liquors. You know what church I pastored today? Aloha Church. Hallelujah. Hey, come on. Thank the Lord. <laughs> One spirit. That was a wrong spirit then. <laughs> but church, it took me and my generation to make a change with me and my family. I break the chain. I say, Lord, now that I'm married, God bless me, a wonderful wife. And the kids came into being. Papa. Dad. Took everything for me and my house we will serve the lord amen i thank god for a good wife she would say in this family we will eat together at dinner time and we kept it through the years they would eat at dinner time sometimes we miss because of a service and so on but we ate and I begin to listen the heart of Sylvan and, and, and begin to listen the heart of Gracie. That was the most wonderful time because I know at times in our work, our, our workshop, we're so busy, so busy. But to the place where we, we would neglect the kids, we would neglect the children. You wonder why they wander off. Are you with me? But I was determined in this house here, this family, in my family, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to serve God. Altars would be established. My prayer time would be established with my family. I remember that during the last years of Sylvan, Sylvan there in, in high school, he was a junior and yeah, junior and senior year, you know, you, you know, you, you know thinking that. See, my desire then is they attended Kauai, Kauai school that just came from a Christian school that went to Kauai school was this, that before you go to school, kids, you know, Dad needs prayer time with you. School starts at 8 o'clock. I said, you be downstairs at 7.30. 7.30 to 7.45 is daddy's time reading the Bible and praying with you before you go to school. 
like I said, became the junior and senior, thinking that, okay, that I'm old now. You know what I mean? Oh, and then just, just don't bother me. But I thank God for the kids that when they're brought up in the ways of God and when they live underneath my roof, they live underneath my roof, you better listen to that. Amen? If, if, if you don't listen to that, you can live outside and you pay your own rent. Amen? But they had to listen to that. But I thank God that I've kept them that way. I thank God that Sylvan serves the Lord. Amen. I thank God that Gracie serves the Lord. Come on, church. Oh, for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's time to gather because everything begins at home. Family begins at home. Are you with me? Now, what's the second area then? Well, let's go ahead and look at the scripture here, all right? Let's look at the book of Joshua. Joshua 24, verse 15. And it seemed evil unto you to serve the Lord. Choose you this day whom will you serve, whether the gods, which your fathers served were, were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land you dwell. But look at the scripture, the latter part of the scripture there. It said, but as for me and my house, for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. Say with me, we will serve the Lord. And look what it says there. That is the base and the foundation of every Christian family. And if you keep it as that in growing your family, you will never regret that you, that you have brought up your family in the ways of God. Train up a child with, you know, when they're very young, when they grow old, they never forget what you've trained them at an early age. Amen? Everything begins at home. Then secondly, church within the family, and uh, to, today, there's a lot of single parents, okay? There's a high divorce rate here in America, a single parent family. But I really believe God will answer the prayer in the book of Malachi chapter 5. He said, before the great and dreadful day of the Lord, in verse 6, he will turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the children to the fathers, there's a move of God that's going to take place with the children, where the fathers will turn to the children and children to the fathers, and most especially within a single-parent home. Amen? God's going to answer that prayer in a book of Malachi. But outside of the home, I said, everything begins at home. But outside of the home comes the church. Everybody say the church. And we're here to educate your family. We want your children to be educated the right way. Church, listen to me. The public schools, I know it's free. Okay? But let me tell you about the public schools today because of same-sex marriage. A lot of curriculum has changed today. A lot has changed. A lot would say it's okay to marry guy, guy. It's okay to marry gal, gal. Okay? Not during their ninth grade year. They would teach them at the fourth grade level. They would teach them at the preschool level. Take away the gender. Take away the male and female bathroom. We don't need male bathroom. We don't need female bathroom anymore. It's true, church. And you're going to read the curriculum and, 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 and in the sex style that they're teaching. 
And, and the sex style that you're teaching today with your kids, church, it's very bad. It's within the public schools today. I really believe that we need a move of God to happen within our schools. Amen? That's why I'm, I'm so prone where you, you know I would say, God, I pray. The little time that we have on a Sunday morning, God, at least two hours on Sunday morning, I say, God, let the family, let mom and dad understand that they would bring their church to Sunday school. Bring your kids to church. At what time? Everybody say 930. The two hours that we have, we want to pour into your children. It's high priority for me. Also, too, I'm praying for a Christian school, a preschool, grade K, up to grade 3. May God grow this school. And I, you know, we couldn't make it happen this year, but I pray the next year something will take place. Everybody say amen. But don't. The public school have your kids for many hours every day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. The environment, there is no Bible in the schools. There is no prayers in the school unless they have a Bible study. Church is an ungodly place that's out there. So the time that we have, say, God, the two hours that we have on a Sunday morning, we want to pour into them. We want to teach your kids the right way. Amen. We want to minister to your family the right way. From children's level to to grades K, to grades 1, to grades 2, to grades 3, to grades 4, to grades 5, to grades 6, even up to high school, we want to pour into your kids. That's why mom and dad on a Sunday morning. Everybody says Sunday morning. I will get up early, like maybe 8 o'clock, and I will dress my kids. Hallelujah. I will bring them to church on time. Even if you get up at 6 o'clock in the morning to dress you, get up at 6 to dress your kids on time so that they can come to church, so that they can learn the ways of God. Amen. So your family can be strong, most especially in the word of the Lord. Pour into your family Christian education. Pour into your family the word of God, the Bible. Pour into them. And we as a church, we would love to educate them. And, and we're working towards that. Right, Pastor Jason? You know, upstairs, say, God, help us to pour into them. Amen? Why? Because pastor wants your family to be educated in the ways of the Lord. Amen? It's a big fight today, church. It really is. If I, was, if I had kids at your age, I'll be praying very some of you are be praying very, very hard. Somehow they changed the curriculum, changed the curriculum to fit the gender propaganda. I mean that same-sex propaganda. And I'm telling you, when kids come home with some of your curriculum, you need mom and dad. You need to look into their curriculum, what they're teaching out there. Amen. But if you're a godly parent, you'll say, "Wait a minute!" You'll stand up and if I say, "No." DOE, no public school teacher, you should not teach my kids that. You be bold about that. Amen. You fight about that in Jesus' name. Amen. So number one, we need strong faith. Everybody says strong faith. 
We need strong faith to minister to our families effectively. Amen. So once again, Sunday morning at 9.30. Get up early on Sunday morning. Come to church by that time. Amen. Thank God Pastor did, didn't change the hours at 8 o'clock in the morning. All of you be skipping church the whole day. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All right. Number three is friends. Everybody say friends. Someone told me this coming a time. Someone already said this. The bathrooms in high school will not be labeled men bathroom or women's bathroom or ladies' bathroom. They will have no labels on those doors. It's coming. It's coming very, very soon to the place where there will be no gender on it. If, 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 if you're a man... You know, and then you feel it to be a lady today, you can jump into that bathroom, you know, and it's coming. And if you're a lady, you want to be a man, you can jump into that man's bathroom, okay? It's happening where? It's happening now within our public schools. Amen? That has to change. Number three, everybody say friends. Faith. Family and friends. If you could turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Exodus, chapter 33, verse 11. Look at friends now. So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. Let me cover two parts here, two ways here. Notice that Moses had an intimacy with God. He was friend. He was a friend with God. As a man speaks to a friend. How many of you, while you were growing up, you had best friends? Raise your hand. Wasn't it good to enjoy sharing with your best friend? Today, in my life, my best friend is my wife. Amen. She's my best friend. She is my buddy. All right. Amen. She really is. She's my best friend. I really believe in the area two parts of this. God wants us to speak to God like you would speak to a best friend. Remember the song, I'm a friend of God? I am a friend of God. God wants to be friend with you. Amen. To create that intimacy with him. He likes to come at your level. He would speak to you as a friend. But let me share with you the other part of that friend, though. Is there a friend out there? Everybody say friend that you could minister to. Oh, church. You would say to yourself, who is my friend that I can touch even now? Let me share this with you. One of the best ways and things that you could do for your friend is that you would invite them and you would bring them to church. There is a statistic, and this is so true, you said 85% when you begin to invite your friend to church, they would say yes. And if they would say no, you need to invite again and again and again. And I believe that one day they will come to church. I believe that we have enough people in here to invite many friends to church. But somehow we don't open our mouths and say, would you like to come to church with me on a Sunday morning? Look at all of these empty chairs that you have right here. It's quite a bit of empty chairs 
Am I right? What if every Sunday you make it a goal, I'm going to invite a friend to come to church. Maybe Marisa work at, work at times here, okay? There's about 50 workers within, within times. So she said, okay, God, let me go one by one, one by one, Lord. Let me invite, because she knows every single one of them. And invite them, call them a friend to bring them to church. Do you get friends? Anybody get friends? If you have friends, raise your hand. Yeah. But you see is that there's a hesitancy in us to invite a friend. I don't like talk about religion. I don't like talk about Jesus because I shame. What do you mean you shame? That's the best message ever. Amen. I'm afraid to offend my friend. Well, offend your friend because you got the message. You got Jesus Christ. What if your friend would die today? You know, where would they go? Are you with me? This past week, or two weeks now, I had my lawnmower sharpener, Larry. I, f- I forgot his last name. He's, he's the real sharpener for my lawnmower. And he's such a nice guy, you know. Really, really nice guy. Copying shopping lawnmower. And I, again, I, I have to pay him, you know, to shop in the lawnmower. And I get to keep my yard nice. And then finally, one day, the Lord spoke to my heart. He's a very strong Catholic Portuguese. He called Ocalaheo. You need to lead him to the Lord. This is your day, son, to lead him to the Lord. So I said to him, I said, oh, Pastor Bill, he, he calls me pastor. Oh, my back is sore, you know. I said, okay. I said, well, Larry, let me pray for you. In a way, I kind of regret that I should have said, you know, because it's been almost been a year now that I've long as shopping. I should have shared the gospel a lot more from before already. But I just felt so led to do that, you know, to pray for him. I said, Larry, let me pray for you. And I prayed for him. And then I began to share Jesus to Larry. Share with the Lord. Because there was one time, it was a time of regret. There was an insurance man there on Rice Street. And he was a church, a church insurance agent. And I used to sit with him. I used to talk with him and laugh with him and you know, and we would transact you know, paperwork and checks and so on because of the church insurance. And, and then the next week, he died. He passed away. My friend of the insurance, the, the, the church insurance agent, my friend passed away. Man, I was shaking in my boots that my insurance friend died. Okay. My lamo guy is not going <laughs> to... I got to make sure, I got to make sure that I'm going to share my faith with, with Larry. I got to make sure that he's my friend because I know him. Because he shop, he's my friend because he's shopping my more and so on. I know that person. And I did just that, that week. He accepted Jesus Christ in his heart. Everybody say praise the Lord. And then the next week I called, called his wife. Is, you know, is, is Larry home? No, he, he's not. I mean, he's in Straub Clinic. Oh, okay. 
wow, something happened. He said, yes, um, he's in Strub Clinic uh, this week. And then the next week I know, check out the paper, read the papers. And, and Grace said, isn't this the guy that's shopping your lawnmower? And guess what? He died. He passed away. But what if I kept my mouth shut to my friend? I did not open my mouth and share Jesus to my friend. That person would have spent eternity in hell. Amen. He may be a Catholic, but is that person a Catholic, a born-again Christian? Never take it for granted they're a born-again Christian. Even a Catholic has to be born again. Are you with me? So share and move aggressively with your friends about Jesus. Don't be ashamed, amen. Share with a friend and bring them to church with you. There are many out there. Don't stop sharing. If one to say no, go to the other one and go back to that person. Keep on moving. Keep on going. Keep on going, amen, so that this place can be filled, so that all of Kauai can be safe with Jesus. Everybody say amen. We have enough people in here to change on and of Kauai if you take that message clearly and take it to heart that I need to save my friend. Are you with me? Going back to the culture of the church. We need to change the culture of the church, okay? I gather. It's fine to gather. But I gather here to be trained, to train you. I gather here to... To, to, to educate you, to, I gather here to deploy you so that you can go out there and you can share your faith. Now, how many of you this week want to share the gospel to a friend? Lift up your hands. Lift up both hands. And then you're going to say, I'm not ashamed to share my son, the gospel to a friend and to a family member. Don't take things for granted. Amen. You may not see the person the next day. The Bible says we can promise no tomorrow. The person may go to sleep tonight and the person is going to die. And somebody you're going to say, oh God, I wish I've shared that gospel with that person. Let me tell you, when a person sleeps in eternity, it's eternity and burn in the lake of fire forever. I close with this. Having a strong faith. Everybody say strong faith. We need to be strong faith kind of people today. Amen. Strong faith. That we'll be able to have good families. One more time. Everything begins at home with your family. Mom and dad, everything begins at home. Amen. And bring the people, bring your kids to church on, on time at 9.30 on Sunday morning. So we be able to educate your kids and train them in God's way. Because we're facing something other with the public school that is just a, it's, oh man, you cannot compare. Because in the public school, they have no God. But we have God that's in this place. Amen. Number three, having a strong faith. You can share your faith with a friend. Amen. I want you to pass this up. Everybody say September. Edward, I want you to come. If someone could help you, please. Go ahead, Nelly. Upside down, Edward. <laughs> okay, you got it. 
Everyone got one? You could turn in your Bible, son. Everybody turn to Hebrews chapter 12. I get something here that I want you to look at. It could help me out on that. Everybody got one. Young people, get one. In this particular card, if you could read Hebrews 12. Hebrews 12, verse 1. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Samar? This is from my buddy friend, Pastor Doug Chambers. I call it the September Challenge. I don't know what's going to happen in September. This is my second week of sharing this with you. We don't know what's going to happen. I don't want to make a prophetic word. AJ gave some word of impending judgment. Back in seven years ago, where that major crash took place, that was the year 2008. Major crash took place. Many lost money on that one. And I really believe that because America leaned towards the same-sex issue passed by the Supreme Court, we don't know what's going to take place in the month of September. All I know is this, that judgment is coming to America. And this is called the year of the Shemitah. Every seven years, things happen. We got full blood moons and every blood moons that happen throughout this time, it all, within the past year, all fell on a feast day according to the Jewish calendar. Last blood moon that will be held on, it will be held on the 27th of September. Okay. In your, in your cards, the cards that it's in your hands, it's called the September Challenge. It is the month of change. Everybody say the month of change. With the help of God, I will change. Is there areas in your life that you need to change? Change. Maybe you're not being a good husband. You need to change in that. Maybe you're, you're lax and maybe you're lax in, in serving the Lord and maybe you do it for the sake of doing it and you need to change the way you say, God, I need to be more on fire for you, God, and I need to change. Maybe you're covering bitterness and unforgiveness in your heart. Say, God, you need to change that and you need to release forgiveness to that person. You need to change. Maybe you're smoking and you're drinking. You need to change. Are you with me? But whatever it is, you know, like, like Greg said, let me, let me just read that. He said, therefore, we also, since we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, so let us lay aside every weight, every sin that we may have that would easily entail. 
entangle you, that would easily trap you, you would say, God, this month, Lord, I need to change in that area. Everybody say change. But it's only the Holy Spirit can reveal those areas that you need to change in the month of September. Maybe some of you have not been tithing correctly. You need to change. God, I've been not giving correctly. Because I'm telling you, if the crash ever comes and all of a sudden, you know, whoa. But if you cannot be dependent upon God now, well, everything is all, all of a sudden, all ATM and begging, all of your money is gone and say, God, let me trust you now. But you haven't trusted him then. How will you trust God now? Are you with me? We need to change in it there because you need to trust God now. Everybody say now. Not fear, but faith. But God can reveal those areas in your life. I don't know what it is. Everybody, let's stand right now. Some of you can write it down. Some you have to write it down when you go home. But I want you to list it down, make it personal, okay? With your help, God, I will change in that area of my life. You need to call it. You need to call those things out, write it out, and I need to change in that area. I want you to look at that card one more time. Maybe God's been, tell, been speaking to your heart the things that you need to change, but God has said, okay. Before you write it down, maybe some of you can write it down. Say, God, okay, I will change. I will change in that area. Like I said, I don't know what's going to take place in the month of September. All I know is this, that something is coming here. But are we ready? Are we ready? Things do happen. I share with you some of you, some money in the bank, take out some, maybe a couple thousand, three thousand, keep it on the outside, liquid cash. Be like Greece when you go to the bank with your debit card or ATM card, there's nothing in there. But at least you get some liquid cash to work with. Lift up that cards before the Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we make an appeal to heaven, O Lord, before you in the name of Jesus. Lift up that cards before the Lord. And Father, we look at the scriptures, Father, that we will lay aside every weight, every sin, God, that is so easily beset us, O Lord. And today is the 6th of September, Father God. I've heard it through through YouTube and other, and even through times, through AJ, Father, things is just going to come down in Jesus' name. And God, we have to be ready, Lord. We got to be ready. But Father, what are those areas that I need to change? What are those areas, God, I need to change? My character, my conduct, my attitude, God. My giving, God. What are those areas, God, that I need to change? Be pacific, O oh Lord, with your people today. And let them come to that place, Father God, in the name of Jesus.